Today's double exit interview podcast is sponsored by Texture. Texture makes magazines easy, allowing you to read all of your favorite magazines in one convenient app. Try Texture for free for 14 days. You're going to love it. Use the link texture.com slash R-H-A-P. Take all of your magazines with you for just $9.99 a month and get a 14-day free trial with texture.com slash R-H-A-P. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino here with our first exit interview, double exit interview of Survivor Game Changers and what a crazy night it was to kick off season 34 of Survivor. As I said on the know-it-alls last night, that I believe the two faces of the big moves era of Survivor went out back-to-back as Sierra Easton and Tony Vlacos went out one and two. A lot of carnage in the first two hours of Survivor Game Changers, but today we're going to be speaking with both of them on this exit interview podcast on what should be a very busy day of a very busy week here on RHAP. Of course, last night, Stephen Fishback and I got to the Survivor No it all. It's a little bit of a snafu on my end with getting that up early. If you missed it in your podcast feed when you woke up this morning, it should be there now. So go ahead and check that out or the YouTube video on robhasawebsite.com. Then later today, Vitas Bushkowskis is going to join me. Of course, he played with Sierra in Blood versus Water, so I'm sure he will have some feelings about her. And also, of course, famously is the first person out of Survivor Cambodia, so he can give some insight into that as well. So looking forward to catching up with Vitas. That's going to be up later on in the day today. And of course, tomorrow, I have Chaos Cass McEwen coming in. She, I suspect, will have some feelings about Tony. She also played with Sierra in Survivor Cambodia. So a lot to talk about with Cass. So get your voicemails in for that show and make sure you don't miss any of the podcast in iTunes. It's robhasawebsite.com slash iTunes for that link, or you could subscribe in your favorite podcatcher. And what really, really helps us out here at the start of the season, your subscriptions and star ratings is such a big help with going into the iTunes charts. So if you had a couple of moments to leave us a star rating here at the start of the season, that is greatly appreciated by yours truly. Okay, so let's get into everything. So first up, we're going to talk to the first person out in Survivor Game Changers. I see that we have Sierra on the line. Sierra, are you there? Hi, Rob. Sierra, good morning. How you doing? Um, real, real crappy. <laughs> I can imagine. All right, Sierra. <laughs> so uh, very sad to see you go out early in this season because you're always so much fun to watch. In your mind, do you feel like there was one particular thing that went wrong for you? Uh, I, I do. I mean, I, I want to say it was a few things, but a moment that mm-hmm. I definitely look back on is the moment when I walked up to the well and everybody was talking about getting rid of Tony. It's not like I just walked up and I'm like, hey, everybody, let's get rid of Tony. Like, I'm not that dumb. They were all talking about it. And I gave my opinion on Tony. And then I was asked the question, um, if Tony has a hidden immunity idol, what do we do? And I said, well, we should just get rid of his right-hand man, Caleb. And that comment, I believe, rubs people the wrong way, especially someone like Malcolm, because Malcolm was working with Caleb that early on, and they were fairly close. I mean, I didn't know this at the time, but I definitely believe, like, when people are talking about me throwing names out, that had to have been what it was, because everybody was talking about getting rid of Tony. It's not like I was the one spearheading it because honestly if it were up to me tony wouldn't have been the first vote out like that wasn't like my ideal but i was going with it because it's so early to like make waves 
you know? And so in my opinion, I just went with it. So I do think it's interesting that they're like, Sierra came in so hard. It's like, sure. I definitely think I came in harder than you guys because they were like lethargic and like nobody would even make a shelter or do anything. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. But it's not like I was throwing names out. Everybody was talking about getting rid of Tony. In all of your pregame interviews, I thought that you were very confident uh, going into the season and you do need confidence to go into the game. But was this a possibility in your mind that you might have so much so many problems early on uh, overconfidence might be <laughs> might be an issue <laughs> um, I, like I definitely think that you, I've learned everything from every season I've played and I definitely learned a lot from this season as well and maybe I needed this to be able to maybe someday come back in the future and do better um, but if I'm being completely honest going into the season I actually told CBS no originally because I missed my, I have been away from my kids, you know, three of the last four years and my son's only five. Mm -hmm. And I was really, really struggling um, out there with feeling the guilt of leaving my children, which sounds, you know, I, I haven't dealt with it before, but I actually told them no originally. And then I ended up saying, okay, fine, like, let's do this. And I just went into it full bore because I don't, I don't even know. But the, the overconfidence, I definitely think was an issue obviously I didn't go and say I'm gonna win this but I was confident in my ability to like maneuver situations and I think that the theme the game changers I do think that you you are one of those people that we talk about where uh, that is a fitting name for the season I think that you were very much top of mind when people were talking about which game changers are you worried about I also thought that maybe this new twist that they announced about how any tie votes were going to force a rock draw we all know that you're not afraid of going to rocks at any point do you think that that was something that also put a bigger target on your back uh, definitely I mean I definitely the second I heard that was the twist it was people were asking me you know what my opinion on it was explain to me what happens in the because most of these people have not gone to rocks and most of these people I mean it's even rare to even go as far as like a second vote, you know, or to even revote. And so a lot of them were looking to me to like, be like, Hey, what does this mean? And how, you know, what is going to happen? And you know, what is your opinion? And for me, it was a huge advantage because moving forward, had I moved forward in the game, when it comes down to tying a vote, I now have the ability to look people in the eye and be like, yo, you don't want to do this with me because I'll do it. And I felt like that could have been an advantage for me moving forward. And people definitely saw that. When you were out there, who were the people that you were the tightest with in that mono tribe? Uh, Troy Zan, uh, and I, I really bonded with him. Um, obviously Jeff Barner and I have like communicated before and we were tight. I got along really well with Tony and so that's why it was kind of frustrating for me to watch it back because sure, I did walk up to the well. They were talking about Tony and I said, let's do it because I play the game. Anybody but me, you know, like that's how I play. But if it were up to Sierra, I would have wore, I wanted to take Tony such a great shield for me for such a long time and as well as Sandra. So I was, people I, I weren't closest with were definitely Malcolm really wanted nothing to do with me as far as like talking strategy um, Aubrey and Haley and Michaela, they did not, they wanted nothing to do with me. So who do you feel like was the most responsible in getting that target onto you? Was it Malcolm because you said you wanted to get rid of Caleb? Malcolm for sure, for sure, for sure. He definitely, 
I mean, even in Malcolm's like preseason interviews, he talks about, you know, the two people I want gone early on are Sari and Sierra because he said that I play a game kind of similar to the way he plays the game. And so I just so happened to be on his tribe and I definitely know that he was gunning for me. So one of the things that's always been fun to watch is that Jeff has been very complimentary of you uh, almost at every turn, going back to the blood versus water finale when he said, "Okay, this is Sierra, this is how you play the game. I think that did he pick you in, in the last two seasons to be the winner also? Did he pick you last time? Yes, he's the best. Yes. Uh, so, and he's also said that I feel like that uh, Sierra is the person I fantasize that I would play like if I was going to be on a season. I mean, what is that like just to hear as a player? It's, oh man, honestly, it's incredible. It like the, the faith that like Jeff has in me is like a main motivator for me. I mean, obviously my family comes first, Yeah, but like he day one, like you have to understand in 2013, when I was on blood versus water and I went through the casting process, I was so young and so scared. And so like, this is not for me and crying. And like, I was so emotionally unstable and like, Jeff is like, you got this. Like, I know you can do this. And the faith that he had to not only cast me, but like go through this whole process with me is, I mean, it's the pressure is huge. And I feel part of me feels my ego can handle being voted out first. Like as much as I talk like a lot of shit and like I'm super confident, I can handle losing. I grew up in a family where that's what my mom taught me. We're not sore losers, you know, and whatever. What bothers me is letting people down. And I definitely feel like I let Jeff down and I let my, my fans down. So that's the hard pill to swallow and kind of like wrap your mind around. Yeah, but now that you've been through this, I mean, if you were fearless before and now you come through this worst case scenario, now what can they do to you? Right. Freaking nothing. My, yeah. Now, you know what? I feel like I, I feel like I needed this. And like, I don't know if I'll ever be asked back. And people are probably sick and freaking tired of hearing from me, honestly. <laughs> but if I ever came back, I feel like this is what I needed to kind of like bring me back down and like like you said, like what, what, you know, like what else can they really do? You know, and it is what it is. And I'm always so grateful for the CBS family and survivor and everybody who makes it what it is and you and your interviews. And it's just, you, you can't really complain. Sierra, what was the reaction from your mom, Laura, when you came home? How did she take the news? Um, you, she is so easy to talk to my mom because she knows what it's like out there, you know? And like, she basically said, it had to be someone, Sierra, and everybody out there, they're, they're great players, you know, and it had to be someone, and it, and I kind of talked to her before I went out there, like I told you, and I was really uneasy about going, and I kind of felt like maybe it wasn't my season, so I'm kind of, I was, like, frustrated that I didn't just go with my gut, and she's, she said, we're still so proud of you, and you were viewed as a threat, that's part of the reason why you went so early, and you should take it as a compliment. Now, you got to play in this all-All-Star season and then also in the previous all-All-Star season. Could you talk just a little bit about the differences in terms of preparation? Again, one was a fan vote. This one obviously wasn't. What were the major differences between getting ready for these two experiences? Well, first off, okay, so for second chances, I after 
I got voted out, you, like on my Ponderosa videos, they show me eating a lot of pancakes. Mm-hmm. And I gained like all this weight. And then like literally they want me back on and I kind of gained even more weight thinking like, okay, I'm going to lose it anyway. So something really shitty is like, I didn't get a chance to lose all my weight. <laughs> I'm like, well, damn it. But um, playing an all-star season is it's always a different type of game. I mean, like you're playing with people who've played before. I definitely felt like this season was way slower. Like in second chances, we hit the beach and everybody was gone. Like talking to everybody, everybody was strategizing. Everybody was talking to each other this season. It was like, everybody was scared to like leave the camp alone. Nobody really wanted to like be the first one to say something. And I think I just was expecting something like second chances. What about in terms of getting ready to go out there? Did you feel like that there were were people? Was that even from before the game started? Did you feel like that you heard from fewer other survivors before the game even started than you did for Second Chances? Oh, totally different. Like, because, I mean, Second Chances, we all knew who was potentially out there. And as much as, like, I'm totally against, like, the the pregame alliances, I you can't help but know, knowing some of these people, you know? So going into the season, I definitely knew, I know Brad Culpepper, I know Jeff Farner, I know Sierra, I know Andrea. And it's like, although I didn't call and be like, Hey, let's make an alliance. Cause let those never really honestly work. I, I, it, it was going totally different going into the season, not really knowing what to expect and who wanted to work with me and who didn't. Sierra, I don't know how, aware you are of any of this talk like on reddit when they end up spending like the whole day talking about uh sierra big moves she voted out her mom do you uh, do you think all that stuff is funny when you see like all of these memes and stuff on the internet it's hilarious <laughs> i feel like it's so freaking funny and i love that people are so still obsessed with me voting my mom out i mean and i guess i have to appreciate that it's still being talked about you know i guess but it's it's definitely hard to like break people of like that mentality of me and that you know all these posts of like my gifts of like me rolling my eyes trying to make me seem like a little brat and so like going into my season I have to like explain to people like oh yeah about that let me tell you what happened or let me tell you why I do that you know finally outside of Survivor uh, what have you been up to damn my whole I feel like my whole 20s has been Survivor, you know, between my mom going on and then us together, then two times me by myself. I've been trying to get through freaking hair school for like four years. I'm like the longest running hair school student in the history of life. Yeah. And so I have like a couple months left of that. So my goal is really just to finish, you know, my hair school, get a job doing that. Both my kids are in school full time now, which is really weird. Um, right when I got home from filming, my husband and I bought a house and we're remodeling it. So like I said, I'm so freaking blessed in life and so lucky to be a part of it. It's so hard to sit around and complain about being like a first boot when I have so many great things around me and so many awesome people who love watching me and support me. Well, hold your head up that there's uh, so many people, you know, that they go out and they're a first boot on their first season that you've had uh, so many uh, survivor highlights along the way. You know, it's a, a total compliment that they came for you this early, Sierra. Thanks so much, Rob. It's always good talking to you. Always a pleasure and all the best. And uh, yeah, say hi to Laura for me, OK? I will. I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care, Sierra. Bye.
All right, everybody, there you have it, Sierra Easton. And in good spirits, all things considered, this is one of the hardest things to go through. Going back, you've put your whole life on hold to go out there and then to end up being the first person who goes out in one of these seasons. It is a, uh, a tough pill to swallow, but if anybody can do it, again, uh, I think that uh, Sierra is going to be just fine handling all of that. All right, so now the other person who went out in this episode last night, also one of my favorites. I'm sure you guys know this, and it is always a pleasure when I get to speak to this person because he really does keep a very low profile outside of the show and really does not do many interviews. So it's always a great thrill for me when I actually get to talk to the genuine article, and we have Tony here on the line. Let's patch him in. Tony, are you there? What up, Rock and Rob? Tony, how are you doing? I'm feeling sad and blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tony, oh, uh, man. what a thrill, though, to see you come back. You know, we're all sad to uh, see it end uh, this soon, but it was nice to have at least one more night of Team TV. Oh, man, I couldn't agree with you more, Rock and Bob, man. Okay, well, let's talk it through. And I know you that you must be uh, very disappointed, and I know that uh, how important it was for you to uh, come back. So let's just talk all of this uh, through. You know, I was so excited when I saw that you said to Aubrey, okay, it's going to be me and you and Malcolm and Sandra, and we're going to get Caleb, and we'll get this five. And I said, this is the greatest alliance. I'm so excited about this. And then by the commercial, uh, it was over. Why, why couldn't you and Sandra work things out? Man, Rock and Rob, the same way you were feeling is exactly how I was feeling. I was like, this is golden. I mean, when we get to merge time, it's going to be awesome. This 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 five this alliance of five. We have uh, Troy Zen, we have Haley, we have Jeff Barner that we don't need because they really can't protect us. They don't offer any kind of protection to any of us. We offer protection to one another, and we all knew that, and we we had no problems with that. I'm going to use you as a shield. You could use me as a shield, and we understand that all five of us. And it was good. It was really good until. That stupid moment where I heard Troy Zen and Sandra mentioning my name at night, man. That was the beginning of my end. And I know that you can't sleep when you're out there. You stay up all night. I know you were working on the spy bunker. And it looked like <laughs> I, I thought you were going to get caught by them. But then it looked like you got away. But then it seemed like that you came back and walked up on them. Did they see you? This is what happened. So I was, yes, again, I was watching them. I thought everybody was sound asleep. I waited. Once I seen everybody's eyes shut down, everybody was just, uh, you know, sleeping. I waited an hour or two, and then I said, okay, now's my time to go over to my spy bunker and start working on it. Because what happened, Rock and Rob, let me tell you, when we first got to the beach, our tribe flag was in a totally different area. We decided to walk around scouting for a better area. They wanted a view of the water. They, 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 they wanted prime real estate on Fiji <laughs> Island. So, so, so they, moved, they, they, they decided to move this damn camp Closer to the water well, which just put a kibosh on my plans because it was literally 50 feet away from, from where we set up a new campsite. So that's why every time I was going there during the day, they could see me and I couldn't really work on it. So I tried working on it at night and sure enough, I was working on it one night and I seen Troy Zan and Sandra walking. And when I seen them, I, you know, I, I snuck away. I crawled down and I, and I went down a little dune where the beach was. And while they were talking, I heard my name. And I was like, wow, what do I do with this? There's no way they're sneaking off 4 o'clock in the morning to talk about how great a player Tony is and how they want to work with me. They obviously have, they're probably plotting against me. So 
I said, you know what? Let me just run around the beach. So I ran around the whole thing and I came back again at them and they were still talking. So I started trying to crawl up to them. <laughs> I was like doing a commando crawl, trying to listen to them inside the storm. He said, Tony, what are you doing there? You look like a dog crawling around. <laughs> and that's when I, and that's when, and, that, and that's, and that's when I stood up and I said, yo, Troy's there. What are you guys talking about? And he tells me the tide, Rob. He yeah. tells me he's talking about the tide. And then I, I said, Tony, what are you talking about? And I'm looking at her right in her face and I'm laughing when she's telling me the story. And that's when she got, I guess she got offended or she got upset or she got intimidated by it because she knew, you know, I, I knew she was lying. And that's when, you know, you saw a confessional say, you know, I'm not going to, I can't have that no more. Him looking in the eye, grilling me like Popo, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was the beginning of the end for me, man. That, that moment right there just ruined everything. It was just, oh, horrible. It was so good until that point. And so she started targeting you before you, in self-defense, started targeting her. Is that fair to say? Uh, no, 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 that's not fair. She wasn't targeting me at all. She was just talking with Troy Zen, and if you've seen that... But then after you, know, you confronted her, though, then she said, I'm going to go after you. Yes, so it was me that initiated her to want to get rid of me. That yeah. was my my own doing that I destroyed my own game because of what I heard, you know? And I went up to her, and that's when, you know, that's when she decided she was going to go against me. At that point, I had to go against her because I thought she was fighting against me after we made the alliance of five. There was no reason for her to sneak away with Troyzan, who wasn't in the alliance, to talk about me. And that's, that's when everything hit the fan. Did you ever have a conversation with her after that about trying to bury the hatchet about what went wrong? Uh, no, we, no, we didn't. We didn't have a talk about that. It was just, that's it. You know, you, you, you try, cause what are you going to say? Okay, Tony, I'm with you now. I wouldn't believe it. Yeah. So there was no point of me even talking to her. Cause that, that, that's it. You know, perception again, right? Yeah. I, I have a feeling you're against me. I thought you were plotting against me. There's no, nothing you can tell me at this point that I'm going to believe you and put my guards down. So I got to get rid of you. So then from there, things seem to only escalate to the point where when you guys are even leaving tribal council, you said that, hey, everybody, uh, you're all a bunch of sheep. And then uh, she uh, did start to, uh, you know, uh, you know, yell at you as you were going out. So that uh, how tense were things between the two of you? Okay, so there was no tension whatsoever. There was none. You know, she was playing her game. She wasn't showing, you know, she wasn't showing. You know, she wasn't showing what she was really thinking. We were all talking at camp, and she was like, okay, Tony, we're going to all put Aubrey down. Everything's going to be smooth, this and that. And, you know, I know she's lying. I, I know it was me. I go, I, I approach Aubrey, you know, like hours before tribal. Hey, Aubrey, do you want to work with me? I know what's going on. I know they're trying to get me out. You're going to be, if I use the Nile, you're going home. You know, I told her, she's like, Tony, I'm just going to let fate take its course, this and that. So then I go to Choi's and I say, Choi's I want to talk to you. Because at this point, I'm scrambling to try to turn everybody against her, right? So I need somebody to talk to me. Choi's let's talk. Tony, just let me have a Zen moment right now. I'm having a Zen moment. I just need some time. I'm like, choice, and it's one hour before tribal, man. All right, screw you. I'm out of here. Now I go try to grab Jeff Warner. Hey, Jeff Warner, come here. Let me talk to you. Tony, we're all good, man. We're all good. He gave me a thumbs up, winked his eye at me from a mile away. Nobody wanted to talk to me. Hey, Keela, do me a favor, man. Come here. Just talk to me one second. You don't have to tell me yes. You don't have to tell me no. I know Sandra's trying to get everybody against me. I see it happening. Everybody's going to vote for me, man. Let's, make a, let's play here, man. Let's play the game, bro. Let's make a big move here. And he just had a blank look in his face. He wasn't having it. Malcolm, same thing. Tony, please, man, just leave things alone. It's an hour before tribal, two hours, whatever it is before tribal. Don't start scrambling now. Just leave it alone. It's all being, that's it. I knew, I knew, I knew what was going on. And that's why I was so upset. And I felt like you guys are like sheep, man. You're letting this girl do this to you guys. You know, she's, she's, she's playing you guys, man. So that's why when they all went against me at that, I was like, oh, man. And that's when I say you guys are sheep beings led to the slaughter. And I gave Sandra her props because, because they were they weren't budging, man. They yeah. were not budging. 
she had such a spell on them. They weren't moving. They, they didn't want to hear it, whether they wanted me out that bad or if it was her that was that good at manipulating them. Whatever it was, it was a combination maybe. It, they weren't budging, man. Right. And, it just, and I gave them up props, but there was no tension before that. So I guess, you know, maybe it was brewing inside of herself. You know, again, it was at the heat of the moment. You know, I mean, people trash talk. And that was her trash talking me, you know, when she won. Had I won that battle, just like with Sandra, remember at, at uh, Mike Kagayan, when Sarah got voted off, I was clapping my hands like, yes, right, yes, yeah, you know. Yeah, oh, it's just the heat of the moment. It's nothing personal. And I knew from hurting a lot of people in Kagayan that if I got hurt from somebody, I would not cry and be a sore loser and I wouldn't take it personal. So, you know, all that trash talk she was doing, I didn't take it personal. My exit interview, I gave her her props. I said, yo, Sandra, you know, you're the queen bee. You stung me. You know, you got the best of me. You got me. Yeah, look, Tony, if you're going to get taken out, I mean, uh, there's uh, worse people you could get taken out by than the only two-time winner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying, man. It was so, a, yeah, a hero's death that you had in that game. <laughs> so I, I'm man. interested. I want to go back to Malcolm because I I was confused in the episode. I really I thought Sandra was going to go home at the tribal council because I said I look at this tribe and I'm watching this group get smoked in the challenges. And sure, Tony is you know this unpredictable element, but you need him. I mean, probably uh, maybe you know you'd say maybe Malcolm might be the the best overall challenge performer. But after Malcolm, I think that you're the number two pick on this tribe. How could they go forward without Tony because they need him in these challenges if they want to win? And I was very surprised to see Malcolm and Michaela not ultimately go with you. We saw Aubrey and Caleb seem like they wanted to keep you. How come Malcolm didn't want to keep you around? You, you know what? Uh, uh, that, that's what got me, Rob. They all wanted to keep me around. Everyone that voted for me wanted to keep me around with the exception of Jeff, Haley, Troyzen, and Sandra. The rest of them. Five of us. Five, there was five of us. We were the majority. But somehow she managed to get them to go against me. That's what I'm saying. That skills on her part, man. Because mm-hmm. they didn't want me, but they still did it. Yeah. How, how could you still do something you don't want to do that you're not 100% on? And that, that's what got me. That's why I was like, I was, I was, I, I couldn't believe it. I was, I was blown away. You didn't want, I know they didn't want that. I know they didn't want that. And they did it anyway. And that's the power of Sandra. You know, that's, 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 that's why I gave her her props. She's very she good. She won the game twice. You don't, you don't win a game. You don't win Survivor two times. You yeah. just don't do it. Regardless yeah. of your strategy, regardless of how you play, it, regardless of anything, if you can win that game two times, you're good. You're a good player. You know? And uh, also, Rob, just want to let you know also, um, before, before I got voted off, we were all saying, listen, this vote here, we're going to probably split. We're gonna, it's going to be a tribe swap. So it doesn't matter about strength at that point. And that's what was worrying me because you know what? The strength goes out the window. They don't care because we know we're going to swap. So who cares who we lose at this point? We're swapping. And that's what was going on around their uh, camp also, which was not to my favor, where they were like, you know, we don't need the strength anymore because we're going to swap anyway. Tony, I watched your day after interview this morning, and you talked about how your one regret was that you didn't say that you had an idol at the tribal council. Do you still feel that way? Do you wish you would have uh, faked everybody out with an idol? Yeah, you, you know what? You, in, in hindsight, you, I could say whatever the hell I want to say. It would have worked. It probably wouldn't have worked. But, you know, I mean, I guess I regret not trying to do something. But at the same time, Rob, you, like, I, like I told in the other interviews, I was 99% certain that it was me that night. But that 1% that I was clinging on to could have changed the game, you know. And I didn't want to, I didn't, that, that 1% I was clinging on to, it could have been like, oh, maybe they are going to vote for Aubrey last second. You know, maybe they will go with that. 
Mm-hmm. And and I didn't want to do anything stupid that that would have messed that one percent chance up for me, you know. I hear you, Tony, but I don't think you should uh, worry too much about that. I, I definitely can understand uh, what you're going through. I, uh, too, encountered uh, some major difficulty in my second time back out on Survivor. But uh, I just hope you know that this does not take anything away from the legacy of Team TV. Oh, man. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. So, Tony, tell me, who were the people that you were tight with on this tribe? I was tight. Caleb was my, my right-hand man. Me and him were like, we were like, Stuck like glue, man. Everywhere we did everything together, you know. And another, another time I went up to him again, and another more writing on the wall. Yo, Caleb, come with me, man. Let's. I, oh, I built a wily coyote trap to catch uh, traps, man. I built a trap with a stick in it. I put a, you know, we had string from the boat, that, and I used the string like fifty feet away, and I would wait there to see crabs walk into the cage, and I used to pull the stick to try to trap trap the crab, man. You missed that, man. You would have saw that. It would have been hysterical. Did you and catch I, anything? I didn't catch anything. No, I didn't. I almost did, man. But me, me and Caleb were always down there looking for crabs, fish, and everything. And then, and then it came. As a matter of fact, I even built it. Or I don't know if I could talk about things that didn't happen. But okay. So anyway, so me and Caleb did everything together. So then I, I, one morning, I say, "Yo, Caleb." That same day, actually, when everybody turned to me, "Yo, Caleb, let's go get some crabs." He's like, "Tony, man, I'm just trying to conserve some energy, man. You know, I'm tired. I'm beat." I'm like, "All right, Caleb, no problem, bro." I walk down to the beach. I look back up. You see, you know where I see Caleb climbing a tree, cutting down fronds. And I walk up there. I say, "Okay, I thought, I thought you were conserving energy." He said, "Yeah, yeah, you know, but I got to do this." I was like, "All right, let's go. Get, let's go get some crabs now." Oh, uh, right now, no, not right now. Tony, maybe later. And I'm like, "Come on, man, what's wrong with you people?" You know, so everything they they all told me pretty much in my face is done. You know, and then what I do, I go looking for idols some more. Rob, man, I look for idols nonstop, man. And the problem with that was, you know, they had a typhoon in Fiji right before we got there. Every tree was down on the ground. The palm fronts were down, broken, trees were uprooted. It was it was like everything was in disarray. So it was like, where do you begin to look? So I just tried to comb the whole beach looking for an idol, and I couldn't find nothing, man. Yeah. Non-stop looking. Non-stop. I mean, even in their face. Forget the one that I, that I said I'm going to go look for an idol. Even after that, they, they were sitting there, and I was just digging through, digging anywhere, looking for idols while they were watching me. I didn't care at yeah. that point. You know, I knew they were going for me. I didn't care. I was just looking. Nothing. Couldn't find nothing, man. It was such a funny moment when you got to the beach and said, I'm looking for an idol and just started running. And everybody everybody was so confused. And I didn't really think that that hurt you. I think that probably that ended up being something that people could uh, could laugh about. Ultimately. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what I I told in my interviews that that didn't hurt me at all. That that's. It was exactly what I wanted. I'm like, in your face, I'm not trying to be sneaky. This is me. I'm just being a clown. I'm just goofing off, running into the jungle, screaming like a maniac, just like they said. And I got back, and everybody was laughing, like, oh, calm down. We got a whole 39 days to go. It was like something like that. They just chalked me off as being a goofball. And, you know, behind every joke lies the truth. So, yeah, I was joking. I was going to look for it, but I did look for it. Because mm-hmm. when we first got to the beach, we walked around the whole campsite looking at the locations of the water well where the tree mill is. And I seen a bunch of props by the tree mill. I'm like, I got to get to that tree mill. I got to look around there. And, you know, and what happened was I couldn't walk nowhere. Everybody was looking at me. I couldn't move nowhere without them following me. So I said, you know what? There's no way I can sneak off to that tree mill, but I need to get there first. I need to find that aisle if it's there. So that's when I just said, you know what, freak this. I'm not going to stick around until I get a chance because I might not get a chance. So I'm just going to force a chance and I'm going to tell them, hey, guys, I'm out of here. See you later. And I ran straight forward, man. And I was digging around looking. Couldn't find nothing. 
Yeah, and I hope that this is the last time we ever hear about how, oh, production wanted Tony to find these idols in uh, Kagiyan, because if that was the case, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Absolutely. I would have 50. And, you know, it was funny. I had, like, like four camera teams following me when I was looking for that. I was climbing on every tree. I was digging for roots. I was digging for trees. And, and, you know, and again, when I came home and people were saying that nonsense, oh, yeah, the production throws idols in people's lives. I think, oh, guess what, guys? (laughs) If there was any time that I needed help, it was right then and there. And yeah. they were just looking at me laughing. Yeah, where's Tyler Perry now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should have snuck that in my bag of tricks, man. I would have played that <laughs> at the tribal and said, listen, well, this is what I found here on Peach. Yeah. Maybe I would have played Jeff out, too. Maybe he doesn't know about everything either, you know? <laughs> Maybe. Tony, could you talk about yeah, the Sierra vote and how ultimately Sierra came to be the person to go out in that first tribal council? You know what? That was, that was real simple. You know, we were at the water well and everybody's like, Tony Taylor, man. You know, Sierra's trying to play this game hard. And, and, you know, it wasn't like one person that said it, it was a few. Sandra said it, Aubrey said it, some other people said it. Obviously, to get, get the, you know, get the target off them, they just wanted Sierra. And, and again, what happens, man, when you're congregating around a circle, the person that's not there is the person that you're going to just target. And when everybody's in agreement with it, that's it, you run with it. Because you're not going to go back to the person and say, uh, change my mind, let's go with somebody else. You know, so whatever plan was made right there while that person's away, that's it, you stick with it. Don't, and, that, and that's what happened. <laughs> They just said, oh, you see her through your name out there, Tony, and you, Caleb, and, you know, she's trying to play hard too fast. And they were like, I think we should just get her. She won't even expect it. We're like, okay, cool. And that's it. It was done. It was that simple. Yeah. It was that simple, man. Was she somebody who was high on your target list? No, absolutely not. I actually wanted to work with Sierra, you know? Yeah. She was definitely not. A, no, definitely not. I, I didn't even think about targeting her at all. You, you know, were just happy to hear any her. name that wasn't Tony, right? Yeah, in the, absolutely. In the beginning, because <laughs> uh, I, I thought I was going to go in there and everybody was going to do to me what they did to me on the second time. Yeah. Avoid me, not want to talk to me, not make any eye contact with me. That's what I thought was going to happen. And that's why I wanted to break the ice right away and act like the Tony that I am, just running around and being the clown, you know? Yeah. Hey, guys, listen, it's not all about strategy with me. Yeah, you might have watched it in Kagan because that's, that's what was edited. You just saw the strategic part. But listen, I'm just having a good time just like everybody else is. And I showed him that right off the front. Boom. I'm running around like a clown, playing around. And then we also saw where Michaela got very upset about, hey, why is this vote me? It needs to be somebody else. There was a couple moments in the episode where it looked like, oh, maybe it might be Michaela now because she's making such an issue out of this. Was that ever something that people talked about? No, no, no. I actually, I'm the one who uh, went to Michaela and I said, Michaela, listen, man, I'm being upfront with you. I know you watch my game. I know you don't try things. But if I was going to lie to you, I wouldn't say it was your name. I would tell you that it was somebody else's name if we're going to lie to you. But I'm being honest with you, and I know it's hard for you to believe this, but we would not have said it was your name that was being thrown out there if we had no, if we had any intention of getting you out. We wouldn't have said that to you. So please believe me. And she was like, Tony, I appreciate that, man. You know, I like you being straight up with me like that. And if you could do that, we could go deep. And I was, I was all for it, man. You know, I was all for it. And I knew, and I knew Michaela would have voted with me to get rid of Sandra, but Caleb, Malcolm, uh, and Aubrey weren't having it, man. So... I was done. I was out in the water all up by myself. I know you had said in the pregame interviews that if you played again and you didn't win, that would be it for you. You would never come back to Survivor. Is that still how you feel about this? (laughs) You know what? I said that then. I got snuffed. I said, I'll never do this again. Two months later, I said, I will do it again. Then I watched myself on TV get snuffed. I said, I'll never do it again. So I'm Tony being Tony. You know what I mean? Yeah, unpredictable. Impulsive, you know. I, 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 right now, right now, Jeff called me or CBS called me and said, Tony, listen, we have a game set up. Can you come out tomorrow? I would say, no, I won't do it. Yeah. You know, and an hour from now, he calls me. Maybe I'll be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going. You know, so right now, if you ask me, no, I won't do it. Absolutely not. Done. 
One hit wonder. Kaga Yang was it. I should have <laughs> left it at that. I just hope that you realize, I know that everybody uh, came for you in this season in particular, but you really did change the game in how you played in Survivor Kageyan. And I know it's like everybody was gunning for you in this season, but even in seasons that you aren't on, if anybody looks at somebody and they say, okay, this guy is being like a Tony, it's, you know, it's almost <laughs> over for that person. You really did change the way that this game is being played. And I just hope that you realize that as well. Yeah, man, I appreciate that, Rob. Thank you, man. Okay, well, and last thing I want to ask you about. So Sarah is out here this season. You didn't ultimately get to play with her. Would you have worked with Sarah if you had gotten a chance to be on a beach with her? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I would have definitely went to her and, you know, you know, water under the bridge for Kagan, whatever happened to Kagan, stays in Kagan. So I would have definitely worked with her. You know, we, we spoke on the phone after Kageyan. So we became friends. She talks to me about a kid. I talked to her about my kids. But, you know, there's no kind of strategy or pregame alliances going on with me and Sarah. But we know each other. And when you know somebody, you gravitate to them because you have nobody else out there, you know? Yeah. So definitely would have worked with her. All right. And Tony, everybody's doing good back home? Oh, everything's perfect, Rob. How about you? How are the kids, Oh, uh, yeah. Still driving me nuts. How about you? Oh, I couldn't imagine. No, my mine is actually good now, man. I just oh. took my four-year-old. Uh, yeah, man, my four-year-old, we just came from Disney, man. She went and met all the princesses, fourth day, fourth day birthday party. It was great, man. Tony, I know you got to run, but thank you for giving us uh, so much time today. I know you got a million interviews to do, but I uh, hope to uh, catch up uh, again some point in the future. You got it, Rob. Thanks okay. a lot, man. Don't be such a stranger, Team TV. Uh, I won't be, man. You'll hear, you'll hear from me. Okay. All right. Take all care. Right, Right, Thanks bye-bye. again, Tony. I know you got to run, but thank you for giving us uh, so much time today. I know you got a million interviews to do, but I uh, hope to uh, catch up uh, again some point in the future. You got it, Rob. Okay? Don't a be lot, such man. a stranger, Team TV. Uh, I won't be, man. You'll hear, you'll hear from me. Okay. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. All right, there you have it. Tony Vlacos here. Uh, special thanks to Tony and CBS for letting us go a little overtime on that exit interview. Uh, very much appreciated to uh, have Tony for a few extra minutes. All right, let's go ahead and switch gears now, okay? We have to compose ourselves after talking to Tony. So what we do on the Exit Interview Podcast, after I talk to the Survivor, we bring in this man who's been going through all of these Survivor history books with the intention of trying to ask me questions that I won't know the answer to. Please uh, welcome back to the podcast somebody else who is a big fan of Team TV. Uh, here is great Jordan Kalish. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Uh, it's going okay. It's going okay. Having uh, some nice exit interviews helping me work through my grief from last night. Yeah, I, I'm feeling the same way, Rob. We, we spoke about Tony during the uh, the Game Changers interviews, and I'm really going to miss him. But look, Tony, Tony, as you said on Know-It-Alls last night, did give us a lot of material in the two hours that he was on the show. And uh, while I'm going to miss him, I am looking forward to the rest of the season. Okay. All right. So here we are back to play the This Week in Survivor History game. Uh, and uh, we will see if that game has changed in any way. Uh, but first, let me mention our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. And those are our friends over at Texture. And Texture has changed the game of magazine subscriptions because it used to be 
You want a magazine, you got to get these subscriptions to your house. They send them, they come in like terrible condition in the mail. You got to carry them around. You got stacks of them. You don't know what to do with them. But Texture has changed that magazine game where you can read any magazine you want on a beautiful app that looks exactly like everything that you see. It's all laid out perfectly, just like it was in the magazine. That's what Texture does. How does that sound to you, Jordan? That sounds great. I'm a, I'm a big uh, Sports Illustrated guy, so that's something that I would, uh, be, would be interested in. Forget it. Sports Illustrated, Entertainment Weekly, uh, Newsweek, People Magazine, anything you're looking for, they've got them all. And for just $9.99 a month, it's a great way to read up on any subject that you're interested in. Over 200 magazines are available. And right now, our listeners can get a 14-day free trial when they go to texture.com slash RHAP. Give it a shot. See if you like it. Texture.com slash RHAP for that 14-day free trial. In 2016, Texture was selected as one of Apple's top 2016 iPad apps. So go ahead and give it a shot with a 14-day free trial when you go to texture.com slash RHAP. That's 14 days to try Texture for free when you go to texture.com slash RHAP. Texture.com slash R-H-A-P. All right, Jordan. So what are we doing this year? What are we looking at in the new season? All right. So for this season in the This Week in Survivor History quiz, there's still going to be six questions, just like we did last time. They are all multiple choice questions. However, just like Survivor, the game has changed. And it mainly changed because you won too much last year. Yes. Okay. Well, look, hey, don't don't hate the player. Hate the game. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't hate the player. I don't hate anybody. Yes. Uh, so here, here's the deal. La- last time, if you needed four points to win, uh, now this season you need five points to win. Five. Uh, yes, you still have a point doubler. You can use a point doubler. What is this? The once. Brad Culpepper version of this game? Yeah, now five. Uh, now five into four nine into is, five. Yeah. Four, four, four is out. Five is in. Five <laughs> is the win. Um, you can still use your point doubler. You have to tell me you're using the point doubler before the question. However, if you get the point doubler question wrong, you lose one point. Oh wow. And you still have your 50-50. And there's no, there's no, uh, no penalty for getting the 50-50 question wrong. Okay. I'll tell you what. I'll just sit here and just answer all these questions, right? And you figure it all out, okay? I, I will. Oh, and there's also one more advantage here. We have the legacy advantage. If you were to go on a five-week winning streak, you'll receive oh. a secret advantage that you could use during any of the uh, following games. Okay. What is that like? You give me like $30? I really haven't thought of what it is yet. It's, it's, it's a secret advantage. I don't, it's a secret to me as well. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Just uh, and just before we uh, before we start the quiz, I have to bring this up. Three years ago today was the Cops Are Us episode of Survivor Kakian with uh, with Tony and Sarah. Uh, Tony admitting uh, to Sarah that he actually is a cop and not a, con- a construction worker. So I don't have any Tony questions. Uh, we there will be Tony questions in the weeks going forward. But uh, I figured we talked about Tony so so recently that um, I wanted to uh, hit on some other seasons today. Sounds good. Okay. Happy anniversary to Cops Are Us. Uh, but we are going to also also the anniversary of the merge episode of Survivor Australia. This is, of course, an epi- uh, a season that started a lot earlier in the year. Uh, this episode is actually called The Merge, and it's from March 8th, 2001, 16 years ago yesterday. And we're going to be talking about Jeff Varner because this is the episode where Jeff Varner goes home. 
Okay, and then there's nine questions. Uh, we have, no, six questions. Six there's questions. Be, there's four questions about the Outback, and then we have two after that. Okay, and I have to get five out of six, right? You need five, you need five points. Each question is worth one point. Uh, you can make one question a two-point question. Oh, my God. That's it's a little harder. It's harder, Rob. All right, you, you went on like a 13-week winning streak last year, so I, I don't think you should be complaining. Okay. All right, so here's uh, question number one. First question of the new season. Why is Varner disappointed when Colby and Keith visit the Kucha camp before the merge? And this is, uh, you know, before, before the tribes merged, they had all the men go to Kucha. They had all the women go to Ogakor. So, A, he was disappointed because he didn't want to feed his biggest physical competition. B, he was expecting and excited to meet the Ogakor women. C, he had argued with Colby and Keith during the previous challenge and thought the meeting would be awkward. D, Colby and Keith wouldn't answer the age old question. <laughs> he didn't say that yet. Um, from my recollection, they had a chicken and they, of course, uh, with Kimmy Kappenberg, uh, who could forget. And I think that they were disappointed that they were feeding the competition. I'm going to go with A. Starting on a sour note here. You are incorrect. They were expecting to meet the Ogacore women. They had a, since they're... Uh, their tree mail said boys night out. He, they thought that the tree mail that Ogakor got was going to say girls night out. Mm-hmm. They had set a table, they made a nice dinner and they were expecting the, uh, the Ogakor women to come over. And something that was really funny from this, actually, uh, Keith accidentally brings the matches from the other camp. So the girls kind of had a, had a crappy dinner when the, while the guys got to eat the, uh, the Kimmy Kappenberg chickens. Okay. They didn't make like uh, fried green tomatoes or anything. No, they, they made something they had, they had dinner, but it wasn't nearly as nice as the chicken that the men got to eat. Wasn't as good. Okay. Right. All right. You're, you're, you're 0 for 1. Still still plenty of time to uh, to make a comeback like, uh, like Malcolm was almost able to do last night. All right. Let's keep going. All right. Question number two. And would you like to make this your uh, point doubled question? No. All right. So before dropping out for peanut butter, what does Jeff say he's going to do to keep himself occupied during the long immunity challenge? A. Alphabetize the 50 states. B. List all 42 presidents of the United States. Clinton was president back then. Uh, C, name all the state capitals. D, rank all 180 episodes of Seinfeld, Akiva Winokur style. Hmm. I don't recall uh, what he said. What was the first one? Alphabetize the 50 states. Alphabetize the 50 states. Uh, And then C was the state capitals. List the state capitals. And B was name all 42 presidents of the United States. D was the Akiva Winokur choice. I feel it has to be either A or C. I will go with C. C and name all the state capitals. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Rob, you are 0 for 2. Zero points so far. So is he, the game over? Is that it now? Get, no, you you can still win. There are four questions left. You need okay. five points. You need to get all these right and you need to So what happens if I get mathematically questions. eliminated? You hang up? If you're I'm mathematically eliminated, we still continue because the fans are playing along at home. Okay. All right. But all right, my so you, heart's not going to be in it if I'm eliminated. That's what I don't like about this new rule. Hey, well, look, we had we had to make it tougher. Everyone was saying we you have to make it tougher. You were winning too much, uh, and the the fans at home wanted to wanted to hear you lose a couple. Of <laughs> okay, that's not very nice. That's the Twitter buzz, Rob. I, I don't control that. Okay, all but right. You, look, you still have your advantages, and uh, I and the questions coming up can be uh, beneficial to you. So, all right. here is question number three. Do you want to make this your point double question? Uh, no, I do not. Which Ogacore members helped convince Varner to step down for peanut butter? Was it A, Tina and Jerry, B, Tina and Colby, C, Amber and Colby, D, Amber and Jerry? Uh, 
I'll say Amber and Colby. Amber and Colby. Rob, you are correct. You okay. are one for three. You have one point. You are still eligible for the win. Uh, they actually do a really good job here. Uh, it doesn't look like Varner's going to jump down originally, but Colby's kind of on the sidelines saying that the women aren't going to jump down, and he's you know he's he's really hamming it up, eating the peanut butter uh, with Probst and, and Nick Brown, and uh, Kentucky Joe jumps down for peanut butter, so they're really all having a good time on the dock. And then Amber actually does a good job. She's she's still in the challenge, and she kind of makes the case to Varner that if, you know, if he doesn't think he's going to win, he might as well uh, jump down now. So good job by Colby and Amber, and you ha- you are one for three. Okay. Back in Great. business. Yep. Question number four. Would you like to double the question? No, I would not. All right. As we know, Varner is voted out due to the old previous votes tiebreaker. How many votes had been cast against him before this tribal council? Was it A, 1, B, 2, C, 3, D, 4? See, this is a uh, poorly worded question. Why, why is it poorly worded? Uh, because uh, potentially, I believe he says uh, one that I know of. One that he knows of. That is, he does say that, correct? Yes, but it could be more. Could be more. Could be It could be one, could be two, could be three, could be four. Yes. Okay. Uh, so w- what are the choices again? One, two, three, or four. So how many votes were cast against Varner before this tribal council? Um. Is who did Kimmy vote for? I guess is the is the question. I'll, I'll say uh, I'll say one because I'm pretty sure that's what he says. Final answer. Yes. Final answer. Yes. Rob. Unfortunately, it was two. Kimmy did vote for Jeff Varner. Kimmy and Deb, the two people who go home but he on Kucha, say did vote one for that I know of. One that he knows of. Yes, he did not know of the other one uh, somehow. Uh, but he does. He did receive two votes. The two only. Uh, the only two votes that were. Uh, still live in the game from the uh, the Kucha camp. Mm, uh, poorly worded question, I think, on that one. It's, it's not a poorly worded. It said how many votes, not how many votes did he think he had against him. Uh, I think that's, a, you know, uh, that we'll see. We'll see what the listeners say. Hey, but guess what, Rob? You you know you lost the first week last season, and then you won every single week after that. So you could still go on that five week run. You could still get the legacy advantage, which again, I don't know what the advantage is going to be. However, you still have two questions left, and I think you know the the fans at home. They're they're on Twitter right now. They're getting ready to tweet hashtag I beat Rob, <laughs> okay. and we are yeah we're going to go to Survivor Token Chains now for uh, for only one question. Actually, this is March fifth, two thousand nine. Eight years ago, this past Sunday, uh, would you like to make this your your point double? Or even though you can't get the the five points to win, you can still double your your points here. Uh, sure. Just because. And uh, what's what season are we talking about? Token genes. Token genes. Okay. Uh, sure. All right. In the episode called "The Strongest Man Alive," the the reward challenge is the one in which competitors must hold an increasing amount of weight on their shoulders until they drop out. JT is is able to hold two hundred and twenty pounds, tying which previous survivor's record? A, James Clement, B, Rupert Bonham, C, Bobby John Drinkard, D, Boo Burnus, the greatest uh, Survivor Hall of Famer of all time. Uh, believe Rupert held the record. You are correct, Rob, and you get two points for that. So you have three points. You have one more question left. So you can get a total of four this week, which last season would have been a win. However, this season, the game has been changed. So I know I mentioned on the uh, the Tony podcast that we did, Paul Asselson gave me this great Survivor calendar for the uh, RHAP uh, Secret Santa. It's a uh, This Week in Survivor History calendar. And while I was looking at the calendar, I noticed March 9th, uh, this was the episode where Caleb is medevaced one year ago today, actually. Oh, wow. Happy um, anniversary yeah. to Beast Mode Cowboy. 
Yep, much much better March 9th for uh, for Beast Mode Cowboy this week because he was able to stay in the game and not get hurt. Mm-hmm. So, question number six. There, uh, and you still have your 50-50, so you could use it here. There was so much going on during the reward challenge, which resulted in Caleb's medevac from the game. Medical treated his co-game changer, Debbie. They treated Sydney. Scott and Jason antagonized Alicia. Joe held an umbrella. But who came in first place in the challenge to win the superior spices and cooking gear? Was it A, Brains, B, Beauty, C, Brawn, D, Lamina? <laughs> All right. So who came in first in that challenge? Uh, so it was uh, not Beauty. Uh, they definitely did not. And, and you then, had your 50-50, by the way. Yeah. Um, it was the Brains tribe. Rob, you didn't even need the 50-50. You are correct. Yeah. You get a total of four points this week. So pretty, you know, I strong kinda, You week. know, honestly, I forgot that I, had, that I even had it. I probably I would have used it on one of the ones I didn't know. Uh, well, you, you did have it. A little uh, rusty. You didn't, you didn't a little rusty. It. Some poorly worded questions also. I, I don't think. Oh, look. look we'll, we'll let the, tw- the, uh, the Twitterverse decide. But I did say how many votes had been cast against him, not how many votes did Varner think he had cast against him. What someone thinks and what something, something actually happened is usually very different. So... We'll, we'll see what the people on Twitter think. However, you get four points. Good week. Not a great week. You are 0 for 1 this season, uh, but I think there'll be some, uh, some winning weeks for you in the future. I should hope so. All right. Well, uh, Jordan, thank you for all of your hard work. Uh, hopefully next week you have uh, some better worded questions and uh, looking forward to playing once again and redeeming my good name. I'm just happy you didn't pick Lamina for the uh, for the last question for Go Wrong. Okay, all right. You can follow Jordan on Twitter. He's at Jordan Kalish. Uh, anything else, Jordan? Nope. Just tweet out hashtag I beat Rob, hashtag Rob beat me, or hashtag I tied Rob. And remember, this season, if you tie Rob, we go right to rocks. All right. Uh, good stuff, Jordan. You take care, buddy. So I'm going to switch up gears a little bit. Get ready for Vetus to come into the studio. You guys will hear that podcast later on today. And remember, get those voicemails in. Go to robhasawebsite.com slash voicemail, or you can call us 323-282-RHAP. We'll go through all of your voicemails. Again, try to keep it to about 30 seconds. Focus on one specific thing that you want to say as opposed to a number of different points that you're trying to make. And we'll get the best and the funniest ones into the show with Cass which I'm going to be recording on Friday morning. So look for that sort of midday Friday afternoon. For you Big Brother Canada fans, I also have interviews with all 16 players going into the Big Brother Canada house. I talked to them all while they were in sequester on Tuesday. That's up as well on robhasawebsite.com if you're looking for that. We will also get into everything with Josh Wiggler and David Bloomberg coming up next week. So make sure you don't miss anything by being subscribed to the podcast. Thanks so much to everyone who has come on as a patron over the last couple of days with the start of the new season. That's greatly appreciated. You could find out more about that at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. And also thanks to all of you who have continued to use our amazon.com link for your shopping convenience. That's robhasawebsite.com slash amazon or for our friends in Canada, robhasawebsite.com slash amazon.ca. All right. Looking forward to picking things up with Vetus in our next episode of the podcast. Let me know what you think in the double exit interview on the comments at robisawebsite.com. Take care, everybody. Bye.